What is good? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I hope y'all are feeling good on this Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. Alongside Tucson Warner, my name is Herb Howard. Every Wednesday and Friday, we here hanging out with you wonderful people, talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us individually and also how they impact us collectively. And along with your immense help, we talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them as individuals, but perhaps more importantly, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued. It is certainly appreciated. Anything you want to add to the conversation, feel free to do so. If you are live on Patreon right now, we'll read through as many of your comments as possible while we go through the show. If you are watching this on Friday or sometime thereafter, we catch y'all in the comments. Please like, comment, set the reminder so you know when the broadcast is set to premiere. Again, this is Herbin 2. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. Please share the broadcast with somebody in your personal network, share on your personal page, share with anybody that you think would add value to or find value in this particular conversation, for it is our sincere belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of this conversation, the better the opportunities we actually have of reaching those aforementioned solutions. So please, 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 if you would be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? I'm blessed and highly favored, man. How are you? You know, as a matter of fact, I don't even care how you are. Wow. I, I care. But we, <laughs> first and foremost, I got to say uh, uh, happy heavenly birthday to my mother, man. Uh, wow. Salute to my mom, Deuce. And happy, happy birthday, birthday mom. Happy heavenly birthday. Cousin Money Mail. So, all right, now I care about how you do. No, that was definitely more important. Yeah, it was. How old mom's is today? Oh, she would have been older. <laughs> <laughs> She definitely would have been older. Yeah, she's dang it. That's what's up. Man, I, I don't know how you feel about just, you know, death in general, but for me, I don't really think people die like that. Like, I think, I mean, obviously their bodies expire and the bodies as temporary as they are. We all experience that on a daily basis watching our shit uh, just break down. Um, but just in terms of, of like, People and their impact, their spirits, their energies, the things they impart upon us. I don't think those things die. I think those things generally stay with us. Like I think about my loved ones that I've been most close to that have passed away. I can still, I still feel like they around, obviously not physically, but I still feel like they're around just in that I know them so well that I know how they would respond or what they would say in certain situations. I know what their voice sounds like. And so in many ways, I find myself having conversations with them. You know what I mean? Just based on how I know they would respond to certain things or what they would say or how they would feel or the type of advice they would lend me in certain situations. And so in that aspect, I think they still be around. Well, energy only transfers. It don't die. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, death is not a – the concept of how we view death is not is not a real thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It just transfers. Man, so I, I can rock with that, but you know, that's deeper than I want to go, but – I mean, it is a it is a relationship Friday conversation. There's plenty of fuckery to get to, but you know, yeah. before we dive into the deep, before we descend into the depths of hell, I figured we could rise above for a quick second. I'm cool. No, you're good. I'm good. Okay, cool. You started that uh, Wednesday conversation off pretty low too, with the Boosie and the I D Wade didn't see and. No, nah, it's it's. 
I think we live in the twilight zone, G. I think what we consider low vibration or high vibration is the opposite of one another. Right? I just told you right now, right? We put up a clip from one of them shows, and it wasn't even the last, it was like a last week show or something yeah. like that. And we was having a conversation, and it was just a funny joke, right? Context is everything. Cause you could hear. Yeah, you take a you uh, take a thirty second snippet out of this show. You might think anything. Out of this show, yeah, you could think, you could make <laughs> you might think anything. Thing you want to make up. God damn America! That kind of shit. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah my right action. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> but there was a a moment when Jake was explaining heteronormative. <laughs> right? And I lost interest in all of the conversation. <laughs> hey, it was so funny. It was funny when we were recording it because I felt you turn and look. I was like, he's done. <laughs> But I was still listening to Jake, so I was like, let, let me just let it go. And to your credit, you let it ride, too. And then he was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. And I was like, I know he lost your heteronormative because I felt yeah. you. As soon as he said that shit, I was like, mm, turn off. Watching it play back on the clip we posted, G, I was dying. It was I hilarious. Said, is it was crazy, funny, bro. right? But the intro to that conversation was what, in my mind at least, was a, a much lighter conversation, right? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't even important to the clip. Nah, not opinion. heavy like that, right. Right. But we put it up, and there was so many responses to that part of the clip instead of the actual part of the clip that I thought was fucking funny. Yeah. So I just, you know, just had a vibration work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, I, I didn't even pay attention to that part like that. Because y'all was wild for that. I don't even see it. Y'all like said I don't think we none was of y'all have ever dated with intention. That's Nigga wild. have been married for 86 years. What the fuck? This is what non-intention gets you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Dudes, for the most part, and I know Jake, you know, gave a different perspective and experience. But for for dudes, for the most part, we do not, we do not start talking to a woman with the intention of kicking off a relationship with her. That just happens. Only y'all as wake up. Like, I'm gonna find me a man today. It's like, oh, okay. Like it's it's that's not gonna, real. I, I ain't gonna fully agree with her. I think the mature man right. does date with intention. I just wasn't mature, I, and I'm fully aware of that, right. right? I got married late 20s, early 30s, somewhere around there. Sure. Right? I should have been mature, but I wasn't. You See, what I, mean? I guess what I'm, I'm, what I'm saying, like, even now, relatively more mature than I have ever been, um, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> relatively. Point zero zero five. Right, 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 right. Um, and my most mature, immature, <laughs> I even now as I date, it's like, okay, I'm dating and I'm intentional about the type of person that I'm spending time with, right? It's not this random shit or whatever. I'm intentional about the type of person that I want to spend time with. But I would be lying to y'all if I said, I the, the first time I hung out with this woman, I was like, yo, I'm doing this because I really want to get into a relationship with her. No, the fuck I, I wasn't. I, I just think- thought she was cool enough to spend time with Today and then today went well. I was like, "Oh shit, we can do this again tomorrow." See, even saying oh I shit, she we was do this cool is way more mature than me. <laughs> I was like, "Man, she thick as fuck." <laughs> I cannot. I, I know it's horrible. As I look back on my immaturity in this much more mature state, I would have moved much differently at forty-four, probably. See, I, you know what? I'm a I'm a push back on y'all women super hard on this one, G, because if you talking about we tripping. I think y'all tripping. I think y'all are tripping. And I think it leads to a large percentage of y'all's disappointment when this shit doesn't crack like that. Because you introduce yourself like, I'm going to take his last name. And it's like, damn, I just, you just learned his first name. 
Now you want to take his last name. And then when he don't live up to these expectations, now y'all all pissed off and, and wilding. You set yourself but up But dating that. with intention does not necessarily mean that you're dating with the intention of being in a relationship. It means, it means that you're dating with the intention of getting to know the person what and allowing the opportunity the for a potential relationship. What if my intention was to beat? So I dated with intention. I was intentionally there to beat. And in, intention to pursue, like, a, you know, intention for Box. the potential of a relationship. What up, Mimi? See, y'all make up words and shit. I think y'all confused the game. I want to change my statement. I have dated with intention all my life. <laughs> yeah, I dated? dated with intention too. Yeah, I was intentionally there. To like be when you wise. when you put it like that, it, like you say, it don't mean it's dating with the intention of getting a relationship. Then yeah, I've dated with intention too. And I, the reason why I won't call it, you know, with the intention of being in a relationship, because you don't know that. You won't know that you want to be in a relationship with the person until you get exactly. to know them. Exactly. That's why I thought what but I was saying was so fucking wild. But you're open-minded. You know what I mean? You're not going into it just to fuck. You're not going into it just for... You're genuinely going into it with the purpose of getting to know this per- person so that maybe y'all might end up in a relationship. Yeah, no, 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 no. So wait, 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 wait. Right, right, right. <laughs> See, when you say shit like that, you make the bar so low for manhood, right? That's... That bothers me. How so? Because you said you coming in with the intention at least to get to know you. I did the same thing to bust. I did the same thing. But to it's beat the not case. just I still about. Get to know you it's not just about beating though. But that see, was. you you minimize beating the cakes. Beating the cakes is the goal. Beating the <laughs> cakes is, not is the closest goal. thing you can do to get what to makes God. the world go round. It. It's the closest thing you can do to get to God. That's literally what makes the world it's go around. This it. is spiritual. You want me to sell you a bag of goods? Some bullshit. Sell me some bullshit, sir. Please okay. sell me some bullshit. Okay, dating hardballing, also called dating with intention, encourages people to be upfront about their romantic goals from the very first interaction. They use romantic instead of beating the case. Same language. If you're looking for a serious relationship, say it on the first date. If you're not looking to have kids, express that early on. The point is to be straightforward. So dating what? with intention is to be straightforward. Y'all be listening to white people way too fucking much. <laughs> I swear to God. You got to state all of this on the first date? You sound crazy to me. I'm leaving. Check, please. Wait, wait. Here's something else. It, uh, we don't have to have all this on. On the um, first date. Hey, I want to have kids or I don't. Hey, hey. Five ways to date with intention. Here's my resume. What's yours? Right. Look, be a yes person. What type of dogs do you want? Wait, wait, wait. I've already lost. What the fuck is a yes person? It says five ways to date with intention. Be a yes person. So That's say yes. Game. That means be open, basically. Lose your attachment to the outcome. Speak the positive. Give yourself. I don't like this one. Give yourself what you want. Be selective. Not picky. The right, right people I get it, but you give, what, you give what the hell this shit mean. Be it, straightforward. That's dating with intention. It, se- it seems like it's competing interests. Like, let go of the of your connection to the outcome. Like, it, but I see, that's what you was doing in the first place, trying to determine the outcome. I'm saying don't. Even that's a lie, though. Even even when E4 says be straightforward. I've tried to be straightforward. <laughs> I want to beat them cakes. Sometimes it works. <laughs> now, the odds ain't really in my favor. But it works. I don't, I'm not going to say it's 100% loss. It happens. Right? But if I come to every situation and say, you know, let's see what happens after I beat these cakes. <laughs> that's, that's not going to go that far. And I told y'all, I want to redig on my answer again. <laughs> <laughs> because I've never dated without beating the cakes. So it works all the time, but I got to tell you the right lie first. 100% success rate. Brian Todd said, yes, women want to be lied to. Women Man, are moved I by what they hear. Men are moved by what they see. It's just, that's just what it is. But I, I don't, I don't want to, dis- I don't want to devalue the concept of beating though. Like I think you, I think you devaluing the concept of beating. 
I knew when, before I came over this motherfucker to say hello that I wanted to bone. Like, why do I have to put this? Why do I have to pretend like this ain't it? I knew before I walked my goof ass over here or before I bumped into you, but whatever, whatever the fuck I did, I knew before that that I wanted to bone. I do not yet know that I want to be with you. Like that's that's like some down the road shit. How do I know that right now? E4O wasn't here for this sermon. I'm finna give you a sermon. Everybody knows they want to bomb before they know they want to be with you. Women included. Well, here's, here's a real sermon to life though, right? Your box won't lie to you. Your brain will. Okay? So that dude that you've been nailing who gives you the greatest pleasure, the greatest comfort, that's really the dude you're supposed to be with. So no, no, you attract what you are, you attract what you desire. It is what it is, right? Y'all are on an equal playing field. But the box is like a puzzle, right? When you find the right penis that fits, that's dude. That's him. It really is him. Now, him might show up living in the garage. Him might show up riding the bus. Him might show up not having a job. What if him show up beating on you? Him might show up beating on you. It's fucked up. What? But that's what the universe says you need in this moment. Okay, in this moment. All of it is moments. That's a good fucking right? point, too. All of it is moments. Because the truth is, as a human being, you're supposed to be growing. And with again, like I said, with them relationships, they're reflective. Right? Yeah. Now, when the motherfucking puzzle fits, it's comfortable. This makes me feel good. The box ain't going to lie to me. <laughs> the box's only requirement is, does this fit? That's it. That's it. Right? So the universe creates the puzzle where it says, here's the one that fits. Now, all the complications that come with this motherfucker's brain, this who you are, motherfucker, look in the mirror. Now, move past the desires to bone this nigga and fix your regular ass self. So, even when I say I ain't never went into it with intention, if I attracted your ass, you ain't had no intentions in your life either. Oh, you wouldn't have played along. I don't know. I know. It is what it is. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> real good. I'm just it sounded it real good. Okay. I don't know. I I, I think I think some there's there's certainly some merit to what you're saying, but I think some of it is I, I just think that in a lot of times women just go into things very, very intentional to stick with the term that we're using. They they've already decided that you are going to be my next ex-husband. It's like, wait, relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we can we just get to know each other a little bit? You know what I'm saying? I think that is a little bit true, and that's when you first um, began to, like when you're rejected, you know, for the first time yeah. after dealing with yeah. that, then it gets a little, you yeah. know, wonky. Because I think we do, like, if I like you, like, mm, it might take a little while to figure out if I like you, but then it, once I decide I want you, it's like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get you. Yeah. And then if you can't have it, that's a whole nother. Right. Then you then you didn't set yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. I just think that, you know, circumstances matter. Timing is everything. Yeah, I was still wild, though. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. Nah, I was wild. Yeah, for all three of y'all sitting there saying y'all have never. I've never. Dated with intention. In too. Nobody thought about it. Yeah, no, hell no. And didn't think it was a big deal, to your point, because. It's not. You posted it thinking that it was going to be a hit on a different part of the conversation. And that was the part that was. Yeah, I was amazed the white people was mad. I really was. I, I texted everybody immediately, like, look at this. And that was funny. <laughs> I was like, look at what? That's all I think. I said, oh, shit. Look at us. Getting, yeah, getting an angry rant on the social medias from yeah, random man. folks. Shout out to the cameras around the world who is cussing us out on TikTok right now. Oh, my God. Spe we appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you. Keep doing it. Um, <laughs> speaking of cameras, Joe, <laughs> after the Bears game, right, I'm down there doing my post-game video. These white people come. Down the 
did I tell you this? They come down the bleachers. It's like two hours after the game, right? Like, I don't even start to do my post-game video until after we go in open locker room, after press conferences, head coach, quarterback, all that shit. Then I go out to the field do that. This is at least 90 minutes after the game. Nobody should even be in the stadium. But as I'm doing it, white dudes, white women come walking down the bleachers. They get to the front row. They lean over the rail, and they start yelling while I'm doing my fucking video. video. Yes, I'm like, I'm like, what? What what are y'all talking about, right? It was me, Terrence, and B-Don. We like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what are you saying? Can I come on the field? Are you, you asking me? Yeah, can I come on the field? Lady, I don't give a fuck what you do. Stop yelling, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what you do. So she go ask some motherfucking, some other dudes that's doing some other, like, grounds work or wrapping up cords and shit. And whatever. Then she just jumped down, run on the field, sit down in the middle of the Bears see at, at the 50-yard line. Just sit down on the, on the grass, look around for a while, get up, run off, climb back up the bleachers, hunt her husband, dip off, right? <laughs> so it's this camera dude. This is a camera dude that worked for one of the major networks. And so he like, uh, he mad as hell. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see that shit? Like, yeah, I saw that shit. These fucking white people do whatever the fuck they want. Meanwhile, because he's black. Meanwhile, they want to look at my credentials extra hard. Like, should I fucking be here? And they got white. And he's yelling. He like, these white people are jumping on the fucking field. Security's like, I'm a Karen. I'm a Karen. Go get the fucking white people. <laughs> Well, Negro, you're not supposed to be on the field. Yeah, I was like, it's not, it's not the same, bro. It's you, not the same, You call Negro. security all day, they go find them people all day long. It's nothing going to happen, G. Man, I, you know, I can't stand Amanda Seals, but she was on some show and I was watching her. You know, it's funny. I can't, I can't turn off the people I can't stand. I want to hear what they got to talk about. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? It's provocative. It's something about that shit. I got to listen going, to these motherfuckers, man. man. Not me. But I hate the people. I'm listening to, to Amanda Seals and somebody asked her, like, what's white culture? And she was like, oppression. And that fucked me up, G. Mm. I was like, damn, you're right. She ain't wrong on that one. Right on that one. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I'm going to say that forever. I ain't going to never. I used to say they ain't got no culture. Yes, they do. Oppression. That's their culture. You know what I mean? So when the camera jumps yeah. on the field, her expectation is I can do what the fuck I want. Yeah. Because I run shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Negro cameraman. You don't. You don't. It's different. Yeah. It's watching uh, Michael Michael Chase, that comedian, motherfuckers be saying we look alike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about, he was like, man, he was like, you know, I, I was. I was really scared during COVID. He was like, the first three months, I didn't even go outside. He was like, I was so scared, I didn't even go loot. And I needed some shit. <laughs> he was like, I'm like, damn. He was, he was he made this whole joke about it. He's like, I'm I'm gonna be soft as hell to my grandkids. Like, my grandkids like, hey daddy, did you go out there? He's like, nah, man, it was just bad flu. He was like, he was like, that'd be like if you ask your granddad, like, yo, granddad, did you march in Salmon? He's like, nah, it was a real bad cold going around that summer, son. <laughs> and that's the real shit though. You ever been in one of them situations where everybody doing the wrong shit? You like, I want to be a part yeah, of this. I should, I should be out there. I should be in the part of this, but I, I want to take the risk. Yeah, I don't really want to do it, but, yeah. I, but yeah, I should. I've been though. in them situations, but I should. Yeah. I should. Yeah. Sometimes I've succumbed to the peer pressure, and other times I've just had FOMO, and I feel like I've missed out on some shit. Man, shout out to, I was telling my book this story today. One of my one of my closest partners, and he's like a a, a Carlton ass nigga. My brother loves him to death, but he's really, you know, square yeah. ass dude. Yeah. But a professional thief. Professional, you hear me? Yes, sir. Professional. Yes, sir. Like I've been in several situations where this motherfucker has stolen everything. Everything? Everything. <laughs> right? And even when he get caught, he don't get caught. I'm like, man, this motherfucker's amazing. We we had a hookup at like I don't know, Walmart, Best Buy, one of them kind of, you can get some electronic shit, right. right? So we talking to the motherfucker, we got the plug with the day before. He's like, yeah, come through, y'all can do. I bet. 
we get that look around and say, mm-mm. Not me. Not me. <laughs> this don't seem safe. <laughs> mm-mm. Man, this motherfucker walked out of there with like $20,000 worth of shit. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, 200 inch TVs. You are fucking amazing. MacBooks. Then I mean, I was we was young, man. We used to live together. We was young. I was with the PPP loans. Like, oh, my folks were getting busy. <laughs> Real shit. When we was young, though, man, we lived together. We had an apartment and shit. We poor and shit. He's stealing groceries. Right. So this nigga didn't cut the line in that one, a bubble coat. Uh-huh. He didn't. This motherfucker. Talk that motherfucker in motherfucker, right? <laughs> Packed the store in that bitch, right? So we walking down and shit. <laughs> we walking down and shit. Security guard come out and say, hey, sir, can I talk to you? My instinct is immediately, I'm running. We hit it. Right? I'm finna fly. It's over with. Right? I'm, I'm doing like this. He's like, sure. Like, what, so I'm stopped in my track. Like, what the fuck? You go? <laughs> I ain't even know shit. Right. I'm just his, I'm his accomplice. I'm just there. <laughs> Man, they caught us. This motherfucker was like, yeah, sure, sir. Hold on. Let me just get my identification. So the nigga leans over in the car, dumps the coat. The whole shit comes out the coat. <laughs> Goes back in with the white man. He's, he's, I swear to God, this shit is amazing to me. Super rego. And I, I ain't even getting in the car because I'm like, if this nigga back in, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. God damn, fuck that shit. I'm running. Right? So he come back out and the white man was like, sorry, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. He's like, yes, just be better next time. Be better next time. I said, this nigga cold, Joe. <laughs> he just stole a thousand dollars for fucking groceries and shit. Seat of the car. And that's hilarious. I remember being in college and a friend of mine was... Um, five finger discounting some clothes in her purse, right? She grab a little big purse. She throwing a skirt in there, some other shit. So we leave out the fucking store, and we're just walking back through the mall, and here come mall security walking up on us. And they walk up to her, and they like, yo, you know, we need to search you. For what? We think you was uh, stealing out the store down there. You know, we saw it on camera, and she was like, stealing? Stealing what? And they said that she was stealing mall jewelry, like the little jewelry. So it's like, we saw you over there by the jewelry counter. And she was like, stealing mall jewelry? Oh, no. Opened up the whole purse. It's skirts and shit. That, but ain't no fucking mall jewelry. they like, well, what's this? She's like, I've been had this. I brought this in there to match up some stuff I, I, I was going by. I ain't touched no motherfucking mall jewelry. Walked off. <laughs> they sitting there like, damn, can we do something about that? On some college shit. Play. You remember that little shopping shit that was by, by Champagne? Uh... It was like a big ass outlet mall. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about in uh, uh in uh Tuscola. Yeah, yeah, the Tus- I, was, I was gonna say something else, but yeah, I know what you're talking about the one Tuscola. in Tuscola. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got the my sister was a professional thief too. <laughs> she was she was cold at this shit, so she was like, "Too, we get everything. We can get this. We she's hyping me up, right? Because she's professional. Oh, motherfuckers right? that do it well make it sound so good. It's so easy. You feel right? like a, you feel like a simp for not doing it. They right, make it sound so sweet. sweet. Let me get in, man. Let me get on this, right? So we go and shit. I, like maybe it was a Timberland store, Nike store, one of them shoe stores for sure. Oh, I remember the shit. Mm-hmm. So I had on like some some slides, right? So she's like, yeah, just go in, put whatever shoes on your feet, leave the slides in the box, walk out. I'm like, bet I got this. Just easy money, right? Nigga, I did that shit, nigga. Security comes out after me. He's like, "Sir, pew, I ain't talking oh, to your ass. No, I can't I get it like that. I can't negotiate. I'm gone. Pew, pew. I pewed his ass, right? But it's Tuscola, nigga. I don't live here. There's nowhere to go here. It's once you get past the mall, nigga. This farmland. Is it? Gee, I got about a half a block away from this motherfucker. I took them shoes off and threw it at him. Get ready. Take the shoes. Take the shit. All right. These bitches stole from me. They got my slides and them shoes back. Right. <laughs> Crab don't pay for you too. Dang. Oh shit. We used to get busy at the self checkout in, 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 in uh in Carbondale. 
me and my me and my roommate used to get busy at the self checkout. We used to do ignorant, like ignorant, ignorant. We used to get so bold, we used to stop fucking with the self checkout. We'd let the people swipe all the shit, and then we'd say something. Like, I mean, we to get some more stuff. Like, wait, can you just void the fucking order? They void the order, but we got the whole cart. Damn near bag though. We just pushed that motherfucker out the door. It's just <laughs> it was OC, but we had food all the time. Workplace relations is what we want to get into on this particular relationship Friday. Want to know about y'all's own personal workplace relations? Those of y'all checking in uh, from Patreon, feel free to add y'all's own personal experiences with workplace relations. Is it cool? Is it not cool? Are these work wives, work husbands? Oh, it's just my work husband. That's my work wife. Is that innocent or is that nefarious, unacceptable behavior? You're going to get into some of those things. Is it possible to not give into the temptation of it? We're asking that based around uh, this sex scandal that's going on at Good Morning America, where two of their hosts are currently suspended for boning each other, which I don't understand. We're going to get into the details. And E, you're going to have to tell me some more about these details on this shit because. Like, I don't get it. Like, they wanted to fuck each other. They decided to. They did it. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if what's his name, the Celtics coach just set a bad precedent and now everybody getting in trouble with fucking at work. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. So we're going to get into that as well. Um, is it a good idea to spend too much time with member of the opposite sex or same sex, right? Just somebody at work. Should you be spending all this motherfucking time with them, confiding with them, confiding in them, talking about your own personal relationship? Shows you get to work, you can't wait to tell this nigga how fucked up your husband is. He like, damn, that's fucked up. Let's talk about it at lunch. He know your little lunch order. He always bring your little favorite coffee and shit. This, uh, these are dick deposits. What did they say? A show okay. to the crown becomes a dick to ride on. That's it. These are dick deposits. Any woman that's going for the okie doke that's thinking, oh, he's just so nice and that's my work husband. He's going to beat as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Okay? He's not not wanting to beat. <laughs> we, we can have that conversation, of course. But one I've never had one a workplace that is uh, right. I've had a few workplaces. But it's not just I, in a, a corporate workplace. It's like I said, if you are a freelancer, if you have an assistant working with you every day, if there's an editor that you work with every day, then if let's say if Jake was a woman, you know what I mean. Right. Think of it like that. Like anybody that you're interacting with on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's probably not a good idea. Just just generally speaking. It's just not a good idea. But we've talked about this before. It's just talking about like curiosity coochie and shit. And how niggas are bone the next door neighbor just because. And how fucking awkward that can be. Like I don't even know that's cur- not to say it can't be curiosity, because of course it mm-hmm. could be. I think it's just proximity box. I think that's what all of it is. I said it earlier, it's like black on black crime. You nail who's close. Yeah. Right? You nail who you're close to. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you with somebody every day, you could put your like you said, here's a deposit. Let me how far you gonna go? That's you know just, I mean? that's all they are. That's all it is. Right? Dick deposits. That's it, right? How far you gonna go? So I, I would assume it's probably much more common than we even expect. And I ain't talking about the the work husband shit. I mean, he fucking on break. Work husband, work wife, all that. Yeah, I I wouldn't doubt that. First of all, let's let's get rid of all the rumors and the mystified bullshit. Men cheat, women cheat. Oh yeah. At the same amount, yeah. and really, probably women at a higher clip. To be quite honest with you, we got more offers. It ain't even that they got more offers. We don't <laughs> give a fuck. And I don't mean that we don't give a fuck about cheating. We just play our position. Mm-hmm. Right? Motherfuckers killing their like women cheat better than men. No, the fuck they don't. 
Women play the side better. I mean, men play the side better than women do. That's the only difference. Mm. We're not emotionally attached to this shit. So you say call Friday at 8 p.m. That's the only time we call well, you. Ain't gonna blow the spot at all. Friday at 8 p.m. Well, ain't gonna blow the spot. I don't really give a shit about you. Saturday through next to next Friday at 8 p.m. It don't, don't matter care. to me. It doesn't matter to me, right? So we see you out in the street with Mr. John or whoever your husband is. You boy. I don't give a fuck. I ain't gonna talk to you. I'm gonna walk right past like I ain't never seen you before. So. Yeah, man, I, you know, but even to the to the to the to the work spouse deal like that, like I, I will say that even though I ain't never had no real job job like that to be spending no real time like that, right? Uh, as an entrepreneur and being black, this is another thing we got to be honest with. G, women are advancing financially more than men, so most of the people I deal with are women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to that insatiable nature, right? Like, let's keep it a bean. I look responsible. Halfway handsome, halfway intelligent. I'm appealing. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the options is there. I'm not saying I take advantage of the options, but the options is always there, and it's, pro- it's a proximity conversation. Like, I laugh at my homies who be like, nigga, I be doing, I be, you just there, bro. Yeah, You're I- not special. You're I, just there. I give credit to most other niggas for, like, a lot of the box that I've ever gotten in my life. I just be like, you niggas make it easy. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm don't. i not doing nothing special. You niggas are clowns. And it's like, oh, shit, there is a not clown. Let me do backflips on his dick. I'm like, thank all of you clown niggas. I appreciate y'all. Please continue to display yourself in the circus. It's wonderful. It works for me. I don't know. Um... I've gotten to the point now, though. I remember, like, not turning down box. I ain't never been one of them niggas. To not turn down box. I ain't never been one of them niggas. I turned down a lot of box. I guess that's. I guess. I guess. Okay. I guess that's true too. As I think back, like high school and college and shit, I definitely turned down a lot of box. I guess what I'm trying to say is, remember everybody that you kind of found appealing or attractive, as long as they was down to bone you, you fucking. Bone, I'll speak for me. If I found them appealing and attractive. They wanted to bone me, I boned them too. Even if I wasn't even really thinking about it before, right? Like, oh, you find me attractive, I think you're attractive, I'll bone you. Now, I it, like it's like I, I can find you attractive, and you can want to bone me, and I'm still like, no, nah, I don't know. I, I, I saw. Uh, I'm be leaving like I'm be leaving some real attractive women on like. On like red, they leave them on red. Like is that what they say? Yeah, it's, it's it's different. It's a different time in my life now. It's weird. I saw a sister do a video that I thought was funny and telling and embarrassing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she was just talking in the camera, laughing and joking. She's like, "You y'all think we want niggas with money?" She's like, "We the niggas with money." I said, "Ooh, mm-hmm. that's very telling." Mm-hmm. Right, so the game changes. Not, I, I think money is the moniker, or whatever. But status, cool, all that shit used to get a, get you a lot of action, right? But now, again, even when we start talking about the work wife shit, I was like, black people don't got nothing to worry about because the only men in the workforce is homosexuals. They're not interested oh in your wife. Oh my gosh, too. That is not and true. Listen, I'm not gonna. That's of course, I'm painting with a broad true. brush. Of course, I'm painting with a broad brush, right? But it's true. No, it's not. It is, listen. I can, get, I can pull the data. 
in Chicago alone. In Chicago alone, from like 18 to 40. Like the unemployment rate for black men is something like 50 to 60 percent. And them other 40, 20 percent of them is at least feminine. Zesty. They're at least feminine, right? <laughs> and you think about the places that we work, just think about how many experience you had at retail. Right? When you yeah. said black man. When the last time you seen a masculine black male at retail? And I mean, nigga, the fish sandwich store, anything that's selling retail. It ain't just clothes and fashion. Anywhere you've seen a black man in retail, when's the last time you've seen one that was masculine? Nah, Two making a point, because he's been saying that for a while. And as he's been saying, I've been conducting this like straw poll in my mind as I go places. I'm like, damn, this nigga too it's right. It's very rare. Damn, this nigga it's too right. It's very rare. Damn, this nigga too right. Now I'm going to be looking everywhere I go. Yeah, most of these black dudes that be working in these places like stores or whatever, they, they be. And I only see, say retail because that's where you see people working, mm-hmm. right? But just pay attention. It ain't no difference when in private business to business. It's very rare to find a masculine black man. So for the sisters and the brothers who got their ladies, because they're the people with money now, your lady out there working, you good at home with the kids. Ain't nobody checking for her at that job. <laughs> I've, I've had people at my job literally, or a person literally asked me um, <laughs> to be his work wife. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think like, he's literally what does that said mean, those that's words. That's corny as shit. What it was that really so mean? corny, so corny and clownish. And, and it's know, super goofy. Like, we eat lunch together. It turns it turns to a person that you yeah, might like eat lunch with, or y'all might have conversations throughout the day, or y'all might text or talk about this, or y'all might confide in each other about that. And there's definitely some attraction under the surface, or even on the surface, or above the surface. So the GMA scandal, the Good Morning America sex scandal. Who are the hosts? That's caught up in this thing. It's a black man and a white woman, right? Yeah. Um, it's um, Amy Robach and of TJ Holmes. Of course, it's Amy Robach. Amy Robach yeah, is Amy a Robach and TJ Holmes. So they, they've been taking- black shit. Amy and TJ. Oh, God, that's a white and black <laughs> shit right there, ain't it? This nigga name is Tyrone Jr. Mm-hmm. And her name is Amy. Yeah, and they've been Little taking Thedarius. off the air after Little their Thedarius. romance. <laughs> They've been taken off the air after their romance disclosure. So um, basically what happened is um, last Tavion week. Tavion hosting Good Morning America. <laughs> you know yeah. it is some shit like that or he says name. That's why I go with TJ. His real name is Thedarius. Yeah, it says um, <laughs> last week. So it was, it was photos that were published of Robach oh. and Holmes around New York. And one of the photos was them holding hands in the backseat of a car. So then reports started to come out that claimed that the Who the fuck is taking pictures of you in the backseat of a car? Tabloids. Oh, they be on it. Yeah, the tabloids. This is Good Morning America host. Paparazzi. They that important? Oh, they famous. They on yeah. national TV every morning, bro. They making millions. Man, motherfuckers be bored as hell. Yeah, the paparazzi be hella bored. Yeah, they yeah. So then reports started to follow that said that they Plus had been pictures in- pictures be worth a lot of money, though. Yeah, that's real. That said they've been in a relationship for a while now, and then but a source told them that they didn't engage in an affair, but they started consensual relationships after each of them left their partners. But you know, Good Morning America. Have y'all seen that TV show? Um, y'all probably didn't know Apple the morning show about another morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, but um okay, well it don't matter then. But basically, yeah. So they spend it every morning together, right? Yeah. Doing going to different places, different locations and everything like that. Yeah, and but y'all done working at noon partners. and presumably your spouse is working till five, let's just say. But they left their partners. Yeah, got five and hours then, left to get involved. That's the story they tell them, of course. Yeah, it's they left their now. partners. We gotta say we left our partners. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then come we to find the out yeah, he had an affair with a producer 
um, even prior to this. So. That hurt her feelings. The work wife know. be more jealous than the wife wife. Work wife see you eating lunch with somebody else. Work wife be mad at the motherfucker. But what I wanted to ask, um, kind of the question to what two was starting to say is, why is it wrong? It was consensual. Why they had to be suspended? Why they taking off the air? Companies do be having policies about fucking though, because they mm-hmm. could fuck up company shit. It's not a company policy though. It's not. Nope. That was explained. Yep. Then I would sue the shit out of them. I sue the shit out of them. Sue they pants off. What y'all, y'all, what y'all suspending yeah, if, me for? This isn't policy. I ain't, I ain't done nothing to break policy. I just got some white box on air. Yeah, I'm suing the shit out of you. All right, it's consensual. We adults. Yeah, it says, while the relation, so Godwin said of the call, who I believe is like an executive, he says, he wants to say that while the relationship is not a violation of company policy, I really have taken the last few days to think about and work through what's best for the ABC News organization. So for now, they're off air while they figure it out. So that's how they got Edoka, right? Because he didn't do nothing wrong either. Nah. But they could blame company policy, mm-hmm. right? And if that was written in the company policy, then they can't charge they you like stand on, for right. fucking up company policy. Right. But if that's not company policy, they have no claim. None. I can have sex with whoever I want to have sex with this consensual. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. What's love got to do with it? What do love got to do with it? Why y'all mad? As long as I'm still reporting these stories the same way in the morning and our on-air chemistry ain't being disturbed and we not bringing no drama to the set, what's the problem? He Braxton. It should be fine. Photos and video. Yeah, TJ Holmes got to be Braxton-ish at least to be on GMA. (laughs) But still, though. At the end of the day, man, what? Like, let's keep it a bean, right? First of all, entertainment is a bubble. Like you said, they celebrities, right? So people, it's funny to me how people like desire that life so heavily, but really it forces you to be very subjugated. You know what I mean? You live in a fucking bubble, mm-hmm. right? Think about how many rappers and football players, they all fucking the same chicks. Yeah. Like that, to me, that was like, nigga, you got all this stature, all this publicity. You know how many beautiful women it is in the world and y'all rotating the same six. Right. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then when you think about the, the lifestyle, it does create a bubble, right? You know she a prostitute, but she a prostitute that you feel comfortable enough knowing where you live. Or at least knowing where this other house is. Right, right, right. right. She ain't gonna bring a squad of niggas to come kill me. Right. Right, she the condo chick. Right. That's why the same six get rotated. Jay it's the workplace. Up, Brian fucked, you know what I mean? Be that kind of shit, you know what I mean? That's, That's right. why Kim Kardashian's Kim Kardashian. She's been passed around like a party blunt, you know what I mean? It right. is what it is. Right, what's the ball head one name, the slut walk one? Amber Rose, right. same shit, right? right? It's a rotating door. Right. Because you live in a fucking bubble. Right. You know what I mean? And I would assume it's the same for the Good Morning Mega motherfuckers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because he on number two. Yeah, right? I fucked the producer. Now I'm fucking the host. I fucked the writer last year. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I think it works that way at every level. Now you go I back, don't disagree. You go, back to proximity. The, you go back to high school. It's like, it's the same six chicks. Like, it ain't, like, I, I mean, I guess you could holler at anybody you want in high school, but... All the all the main niggas is hitting the same few chicks. That's because life is small, G. You need to think big, bitch. Big, bitch. But <laughs> right? I'm serious though. Like again, right? That's that. That is. Think about how much motherfuckers desire that level of visibility, mm-hmm. and what that level of visibility should offer you is access. And it really closes the door to access. I have a question. We have an answer. I'll okay. try. 
It's so, gonna be in, in opposition of what she thinks, but we have an answer. No, so is it wrong, right? So okay, boom. You married, you enter a field like television where this is something that you're very passionate about. This is where your interest lies. Sure. You meet somebody with that same interest, that same passion, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all grow close, you fall in love. What are you supposed to do? Stay with the person that you decided to marry? You know what I mean? When maybe that love has built off something else, right, and it fizzled away, and now you've, you have this person who, like, Wow, I just feel so connected to them. Like we have the same interests. Like you know, so I I think I think you should probably explore that. But I think you should explore it in an ethical way that does not leverage everything you've built, right? Because I think that we tend to do things even either either we do it completely under the rug and we not trying to leave nobody, or we do it in a way that just leverages everything that we've built with this other person. I think that you should probably go about it a little bit more diplomatically, a little bit more. Um, transparently, that would perhaps allow you to experience what it is you enjoy about this person without losing or leveraging everything you've built with this other person. Maybe it's not the flame and the spice over here that it was no more. Maybe that flame and spice is over here now. But then you just take, you're like, okay, I'm just going to take the flame and the spice over here. And I'm going to throw away everything else. It's that 80-20 shit that, that, that fucking Janet Jackson was talking about in that movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you getting eighty percent of what you need from your from your partner, but you desire this other twenty percent so bad that you dip and go take the twenty, and then you get over there and realize this is only twenty. Yeah. Now I'm missing this whole eighty, and then it's like, damn, what you should have done was appreciate the eighty, say, damn, the twenty percent, be it the sex, be it the whatever the fuck it is, it might be something else, right? That you lacking. I get it over here. Can I find a way to Honestly, receive and experience both. What'd you marry for? Yeah, I think what's I think it's a very nuanced answer. I don't think it's a standard answer. Mm-hmm. I think it's nuanced. What did you marry for? Yeah, right. I think in America, I think we have this very Disney Pixar movie ass vision of fairy tale love. It's all all these conversations is based in some emotional shit, mm-hmm. right? But as I mature, I don't see love in an emotional way at all. I see it as duty and responsibility. I, that's how I see it, right? Which allows me to commit to duty and responsibility over how you make me feel in the moment. The way you make right? me feel. It, it's just like something you love, like a, like football. You fucking love football, mm-hmm. right? Football ain't gonna always be good to you. No. You understand me? But when you have a love for it, it creates a level of duty and responsibility that even when you don't feel good about it, you do it anyway. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Right, 100%. we don't think of relationships in that context, but that is what the fuck it is. That's that's what the fuck love is. Fuck the relationship. That's what the fuck love is, right? So, like I said, I've been an entrepreneur most of my fucking life. I ain't always made no motherfucking money, yeah. right? But I love this shit enough to get up and do it again every motherfucking day. That's real love, right? But we don't see relationships through those lenses. So, fly by night shit that makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I'm in this Disney movie. I'm whimsical and I'm gonna go with it. So what happens when one of the pillars that you did get into this relationship for, right? If one of those things just kind of fizzles out over time, be it physical attraction, be it liking this person, be it I've grown this way intellectually, they've grown that way intellectually, and something about it has kind of fizzled out. It was one of the pillars of why we got in this relationship, but now it's gone. Does that change the situation? 
I, I think how you framed it, I, I would have to go a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I asked in the beginning, mm -hmm. what did you marry for? Right. right. Right? And I think that will be the context in which how the rest of this shit plays out all the time, right? Now, honestly, I don't see any value to marriage ever mm -hmm. without a family. So when niggas be like, how you know, don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm with, you. I'm with you. you I'm with you. Mean? We've been down I'm that road. I'm not that fairy tale nigga. Yeah. I don't believe in the value of committing your life to a motherfucker without the context of family. Yeah. Now, you can have family without children, but that's still a commitment to duty. I've decided this is what I want for building whatever this version of my family looks like. Right. Right? But that's still a decision. Right. Right? But it's based and rooted in something that's tangible. I've decided this is my family. Not I feel good. Not, ooh, I really like looking at her. She gonna get ugly. Now, I don't even wanna say ugly. She's going to change. Nigga, you gonna change. You're gonna get less attractive. Right. Everybody's going to change. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. So what did I marry for? What brought me here in the first place? So, And I'm only answering this question in the context of you started out with marriage. If I'm chilling with a chick back here, we just chilling. We could even be chilling hard. I could really like your ass. But if I've moved forward and found something else I really like, then motherfucker, you sacrificial. It sounds harsh, but that's that's life. That's life. I've not anchored myself into anything other than my own selfish desires. So when I desire something new, if you're hurt by that emotionally, that's your problem to deal with. But I don't have a responsibility to that. So how do we go about man? Like how do we go about? getting the experiences that we want, the individual experiences that we still desire, even though we may be a part of a committed union. Like, is that possible? Is that feasible? Yeah. Or do I, you just throw all that shit away? And I think that's kind of the, the line I'm trying to teeter is with that question. Not that I, you know, believe one way or the other, but... I can see how if you spend You make everything fine. You've been making me eating fucking freeze pops. Now you got me eating fucking Altoids for no reason. Like, like, <laughs> he over there popping them like You know what I'm saying? Like his candy and shit. Got the freshest breath in America over here. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, we you was teetering on the line about um, what? Yeah, teetering on the line. Because I could see how that can... And, and I think it's to actually Two's point where it's like this feeling, this emotion, this fairy tale type shit. Because I can see how that could happen when... You're so passionate about something, like you just talked about how you're passionate about your entrepreneurial endeavors, football, every damn thing, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. And then you find somebody where you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, this spark is something when it might just literally just be like this interest that y'all both. This I saw interest. this this diagram True. the other day, and I shared it on my Instagram. I don't know if either y'all saw it. Mm -hmm. But just a line, two line diagrams, right? One was like this really big loop. And then, like, uh, several other loops getting smaller and smaller, mm -hmm. right? And under that, it said passion, impact, right? Then there was another line under that with small loops, but consistent all the way through, right? And that shit said uh, consistency, mm. right? And when you think about it, which one is going to yield success? Consistency. Right? That that passion that gives you that big boost of energy and then it fizzles. It fizzles. It always fizzles. It's a cup of coffee. It's a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. But this consistency is a commitment to duty. It's going to go. Right? Good, bad, and different. I'm going to be consistent. You know what I mean? That's why I always I start the conversation. Would you marry four? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, again, I'm clear we're all here. We're all human. 
We're all affected by the time. We're all affected by media. We're all affected by change. We're all affected by a whole bunch of different shit. Right. Well, I'd be a fool to think that in the however fucking many years me and my old lady been married, she ain't never seen another motherfucker she been attracted to. Get the fuck out of it. That's not real. Right, of course. You know what I'm saying? That ain't a real thing. Yeah. Right? But God willing, we grow enough and have enough respect for one another. Right. Right? To even if you decide to act on that, let your duty to me and your responsibility to me lead that. Mm-hmm. Right. Have enough respect for me to say, this is where I'm at. You decide. Right. And I'm going to decide to be out. <laughs> but at least give me the decision. Give me the dignity. Like don't, don't take my choice away from me. Right? At least give me the dignity. I agree. You know what I mean? Don't take my choice away from me. At least give me the dignity. But in regards, in, in my own case specifically, we're building something. Right. And that's a family. Yeah. That's more important to me than everything else. So how you made me feel in this moment of passion or this fairy tale idea, nigga, does that really compare to what I'm been building? Right. Right? What are you building? If you ain't building that, of course you can walk away. How much does competitiveness come and factor into relationships? Specifically with men. And I don't mean competing with your partner. Hmm. I mean competing with the goal. Competing with the mission. Like you said, we here to build something, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to see it through just because that's just kind of my nature. Uh, you know, I told you, I die, I die on the cross of that dumb shit. I want to win. And sometimes it's dumb. <laughs> I want to win, though. Yeah. And a, 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 huge part of, a huge part of my disappointment with getting divorced ain't that the, the relationship or the connection, it ain't, it's that, but more so it's like, damn. We was building something. I didn't complete my fucking objective. And niggas don't like to quote unquote lose. And so, however, it, it, it came to be, and we was like, yeah, this is over. It's like, damn, shit over. I didn't fucking win. Like, I set out to accomplish something that I did not fucking accomplish. And for dudes, I think that there is, this competitive part of it that's just like, I don't want to fucking lose, and so let's just figure this shit out. Whereas I don't know that women are that competitive in that sense as much as they are emotional or uh, desiring. And You don't think they're more competitive than me? No, not in that sense. I think think they're competitive with other women. Talk to them. Well, <laughs> I think they're competitive with other women. No, I, not in the sense that I'm talking about. No, I don't think they're I that competitive. I was actually gonna say, um, or I was, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I agree with her with what he's saying because I've heard women say specifically, you know, they only feel like the guy is trying to work out the relationship because they don't want to, um, they don't want to lose. It's like a, you know, they want to win at it or whatever. They don't want to feel like they failed. And even in my last relationship as I'm thinking about it, like I told him, I'm like, bruh, you don't even, you not even here. If you think that, if you have a problem with me here, like where I am now, and I'm only going to get greater, I ain't changing. Like, I'm only going to get better, but I ain't changing like who I am. Like the way I dress things straightforward, that's going to be me, period. I'm not changing it. I'm not softening up. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. You need to hear something, you need to hear it. But, he kept pressing, 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 but I'm like, you can't even handle this little part of me. Like, so you just doing it because you don't want to feel like you failed yourself. So I agree with that. However, I have felt that way too, though. 
like where I didn't want to fail at or give up on the fact that, but I don't know that it was competitive because I think we look at it like kind of like how we talked about intention, right? We looked at it like, okay, boom, I found somebody that I want to be with, that I want to build a family with, that I want to have something with, and I don't want to lose that. And so I think that's where women might end up. It's not it's not so much competitive, mm-hmm. but maybe we can call it that. You know what I mean? It's just like not wanting to fail, which you. I guess is it's competitive. competitive. Right? That's some, so that's both some, of y'all right, I think. That's some competition. <laughs> that's some competition and shit. And I think that I think that we just kind of experience it. Which is know, why but. women are not really better cheaters. They just don't stay in a position. Yeah, we just want to we see it through, my boy. See it through, my boy. That's <laughs> the competitive nature of a woman. The audacity to think I'm number two. Even if you know you're number fucking two. Even if you know you're number four. You could be number 18. Okay. I think I'm number one and I'm going to do shit to try to put me. To so kind of validate my position. Validate my dumb shit. Really, you're, you're fuck just fucking up, shorty. Like, right, a nigga can accept, I'm third. All right. Right, right. I didn't want to be one anyway. I've never desired first place. <laughs> It, one come with too much shit, sweetheart. That's, that's you want way pressure. too much time. That's way too much pressure. Where's the three spot at? Where's the three? <laughs> I want to go up the bitch. I spot a very... <laughs> Let me be Thursday. You know what I'm saying? I will spot up in the corner. Pass me the ball Pass when me it's the time. Ball when, it's, when I'm open. I'll knock this motherfucker Only when I'm open, though. Okay. Not passing shit in traffic. <laughs> I don't want the ball there. <laughs> I do not want that pressure. So one-on-one until yeah, I'm open. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> do you. Pat, get a point on the ball. I'm playing the three. <laughs> I uh-uh. do not want to lead this team to victory. No, it's not what I'm no. here for. It's not no. what I'm here for. I'm a role player. Hey, man. It's a different thing. Listen, it's like Steve Kerr told Mike in the huddle. If he comes off, I'll be ready. <laughs> That's it. Only me. If he come off, I'll be ready, bro. Other than that, other than that keep your butt fucking. I want that ball. You good, bro. I want that ball. You good. It's just how the game go. Like, I got partners who go with the group, and it's all debauchery. Right, Ooh, and again, me. back to the difference in the moment in time. Like, I'm of a different era. Like, y'all legitimately, like, y'all being, y'all age and just being that 10-year gap. It makes a difference. Right, the level of self-respect is different. Right, it's almost expected for men not to have too much self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real, it is. It's just like, that's acceptable. You know what I mean? No. But this new <sighs> shit is different with these women who lack self-respect. Cause it's it's different, different out here. Jay. See here, and here's the difference. I, I agree with you, but I disagree with you on what on where the difference is. I think it's where you place the respect word. You say it's a lack of self respect. We would flip it on its head and say, "Well, we very it's 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 self respect. It is it is self empowerment. It is self liberation." Mm-hmm. So. We're on this bus trip to Atlanta, and I'm going to suck this nigga dick in the back Whoa. of the bus with 40 motherfuckers. In She's the liberated. Okay, yeah. You're a hoe. You're a liberated hoe. I respect it. But I don't me. use the term hoe. Slut shaming. All right, I don't use the I'm term. Sl- I'm shaming you sluts. I'm doing it. I don't use the term hoe. I think she That's in your gap is made some I think she's living her best life. Bless your, bless your heart. 40 dicks in the back of a bus is not. If that's your best life, bless your heart. So here's the thing. Here's why I say that's where the difference lies. Because the behavior isn't different. What do you mean? The behavior, these activities aren't new, G. The sucking motherfucking dick isn't new. No. Sucking dick with an audience of 40 in the bus is different. Bruh, I know buses that used to leave Chicago, go to Atlanta for the freak Nick. Them buses was off the meat racks, eh? Them was hoes, too. That's your era. 
they was hoes. I was appalled at Freak Nick. <laughs> I ain't even bullshitting you. That's your error. I just missed Freak Nick, to be honest with you. Matter of fact, I blame the South for all this shit. <laughs> no bullshit. What didn't used to happen to Freak Nick? Freak Nick scared me. Whatever you thought happened to Freak Nick, that's what happened. Freak Nick scared me. No bullshit. Both times. Out in the street. But it it, it was unsafe. <laughs> that's why I, I ain't even bullshit. So I ended up shutting it down. Yeah, it was unsafe. I felt bad for women. But also, you have to take responsibility for the position you put yourself in. Right? Granted, it was a parade of niggas and women doing wild shit. Right? But consent is still necessary. Right. And at certain levels, motherfucker, you on the side street. And just thong, grabbing you up. In a thong and some, and, and some bras. Yeah. I would have... I want to respect you. Matter of fact, I am going to respect you. Right. And I look, and it's appealing. No, it's not appealing. But it's 800 niggas out here, shorty. I can't command all them niggas respect you. And are you respecting you? This ain't even a strip club. Bitch, you on Old National. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I saw some very niggas. I was like, I feel bad for it, bro. I can't help. It's too many niggas. That's what I'm saying. So the, the behavior itself isn't new. Luke, but, Luke had but, Luke had women doing the wildest shit in '91. But, but but even Freak Nick, right? And I've been to Canabana and all that shit too, yeah. right? You have pockets of the wildest motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It, it was real. It wasn't as abundant as it is. Nah, right? It is and, what you make and, it. Anything. And and that was I would almost deem that the motherfuckers in the Luke videos, the motherfuckers in the Freak Nick, even doing the wildest shit, was really legitimately hoes. Sure. And they saw it as an opportunity to capitalize. Sure. Now, you can't control that opportunity that you thought was an opportunity because shit got too crazy. Get wild. Right? But it was other shit. Man, I've seen motherfuckers kicking hotel doors running up on women and freaking Like, what, bro? What is you on? Y'all on. What kind of crazy shit is this? Yeah, it's OC. You know, that's out of control. Yeah. You know, but I, but I just, it's, it just, it at least feels, it is different. Fuck that feel different. It is different. I think you different. It's different, bro. I just think I just think, think you've about gotten this, man. The invention of the camera phone. You got little bitty ass baby girls, niggas. That's a problem. Titty pictures and look at my pussy. No, that's a problem. You twelve, shorty. That's a problem. You know how long it took me to get a naked picture on the Polaroid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass though. You understand what I'm saying? You had to work for that. Again, the times are different. The behavior. I told you we was running trains on when that's I on the twelve year old when I was in sixth, seventh grade. You're also ten years younger than me, and I'm saying that. As the generations change, this shit is getting more and more reckless, right? It's getting more and more. Social media, it exposes you to all this shit. I, when, I, when I first started calling girls, I got to call the landline. I got to talk to mama. Me too. I got to talk to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a process. Yeah, me too. Right? And immediately, think about this, just in this simple sense, I've met your mama through the phone. Yeah. I got to have a different level of respect for you because I respect my elders because there's more motherfuckers that know me. If I could direct line your ass, if I could send a picture of your ass, oh, we we on some other shit. Yeah, but here's the thing. This shit is, this shit is hereditary, I think. I really think Hold'em is hereditary. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't. I think it's about lack of resources, and I think the elders are influencing the youth. I almost think it's hereditary. But if it's not hereditary, then it's so streamlinedly social that it 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 it. I pans right down the generational lines, and, and because it, the, the 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 young lady I was telling you about from grammar school, if I was if I knew better, I would have been nailing her mom. Her mother would come home, see six niggas sitting in the living room with her 12, 13 year old daughter, and she'd be like, "Oh, hi, boys." Then in. one time she goes upstairs, comes back downstairs, panties bra, walks to the kitchen like it's nothing. What? 
six 12-year-old boys in here. I've been in wild shit, too. Right? Should have been piping But again, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. Think about 95th Street, right? Mimi's talking about, ah, uh, freaking nigga 93. <laughs> Look, 95th Street is interesting. Because my neighborhood, which would have, at that time, was called West Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. Then right next to West Chesterfield, you got Lowden Homes and Princeton Park. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, you got Burnside, right? Today, Burnside has, per capita, the highest murder rate in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Princeton Park and Lowden Homes was the projects. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that, West Chesterfield was the wealthiest all-black community in all of America. Culturally, these three different fucking places, mm-hmm. right? So the girls in West Chesterfield acted a certain same way. Same bus stop, though. Came, oh yeah, everybody's the same fucking bus stop. <laughs> but the girls from Cottage, I mean, the girls from Kings United State was one way. The girls on the other side of that bridge, though. Different. Very different, right? The girls on the other side of the motherfucking King Drive, very different. Everybody could come up on these sides. Inside of here, you had to do some work. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? I got you. Shit was very reckless over here, though. I got you. Very reckless over here. Over you. here, you sitting on the floor on the porch like right. <laughs> Which is why you niggas hung out over there and over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, that put this shit in perspective, right? And I, and I think it's bad for niggas, too. The value system is very different. Oh, man. You know what I mean? The value yeah. system is very different. Yeah. Them people in the middle of that, in that island was anchored into some shit. Mm-hmm. Right? These motherfuckers over here were surviving. Mm-hmm. Right? Pussy a commodity. I don't care what land you want. It's a commodity. Oh, yeah. Right? And I can sell it. And I mean sell it without even giving it away. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers will pay for your time. But it happened. Right? So when you think about the culture of that shit, think about even motherfucking Queen Latifah was talking about you and I-T-Y. MC Light was wearing a motherfucking job. You and I-T-Y. What's popular today? Right? The well, Dina Howard was out, too. Dina Howard and... and Again, culturally, how we talking about this shit, right? You can always throw in a motherfucker. You'll find a motherfucker. It's balanced today? Adina Howard was coming with when, like, right around the same time with Lil' Kim and stuff, though, right? It's a shift. It's a cultural yeah, shift. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's always a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. And and that led in, even Lil' Kim, right? Lil' Kim was, like, shockingly raunchy. Brash. Right? Right. But think about when we hear that shit. Like, cover photo with her legs open. We and don't shit move. Like it don't mean nothing to us no more. It's normalized. It's regular. Every woman, you can open your Instagram, see that all day. It's all day long, right? So your mama waking you up for school in the morning. She's playing cardio on the way to school. This is our program. Oh, this is what it is, right? The family structure is more and more fucked up. You ain't acting in the shit. This is a commodity. And your mama, whether she's telling you or not, she's using it as a commodity, mm-hmm. right? She. She don't give a fuck about you. I don't even, I, that sounds harsh. But she's the motherfucker going on the Miami trip. Because she feel like she's cheated her life taking care of your ass for X amount of years. Yeah. I need to have some fun. Mama need to be her second childhood. Motherfucker, you ain't never got beyond childhood. And I think that's true of a lot. Ron and them, for Ron's eighth grade trip at Bremont, they took them niggas to Atlanta during Freaknik. And they I didn't think, know that though, did they? As I as I think back on it, I just think like the the administrators just wanted to go wanted to, to Freaknik freak <laughs> on CPS Dam. Wow, can go to Freaknik on CPS Dam. That would we be get the kids there, wild put them up in a hotel, say they we got curtains, and that. we outside. Jack. We outside. That's that, what Jack. they did. Them niggas went to Freaknik, Joe. That's Ron, crazy. Ron will tell you the story since day. He said, "Nigga, I was finger popping for nine hours, Joe, in the back of the bus." G. It was, it was what, what, why would you take an eighth grade? He like my finger. He like my fingers was numb, and I tell you that I was fingering so much in the back of the bus. But, no, dead ass though. Why would you take a class in Atlanta? What I just you? told you why. 
I get that, but how do you even justify you, it? There's nothing I, in Atlanta. I mean, you, mix in, you mix in a trip to the Martin Luther King. That Mar- shit didn't exist when Ronald was eighth grade. Who the fuck knows what it, it was something. All they had in Atlanta did was slavery. It ain't hard. They hard to figure it out. Man, you, you, that's you, wild. They took them niggas to Freak Nick. They really did plan to go to Freak Nick. That's why I said it wasn't yeah. Freak Nick on CPS now. As I look back on it and think about who that's those. That's wild as hell. Now that I'm an adult and I think back on who those administrators were, and they were very good teachers and professionals. They 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 did us right as, as educators. But just knowing them and knowing their personalities, them motherfuckers kicked it. I know them people. I'm like, oh, yeah, they were. They was some kicking them motherfuckers. I can absolutely see the likes of some of them being like, hmm, CPS to pay for us to take these kids to Atlanta. When y'all want to go? Free, Nick. First time we put we them kids the in the hotel. Day. We outside, Joe. We switched days on who monitoring the flow or whatever. We outside. First time, first time we went to Freaknik, we get down there and we in the hoopty. We like, you know, we pull, we rent the hoopty. It's horrible. Down there with six bucks. It's 18 <laughs> niggas in a, in, a, in a minivan. It's horrible. You know what I mean? Everybody poor, everybody. Trying just, to come up. We just trying to survive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, y'all better find where y'all sleeping tonight, Joe. Absolutely. We better mission. come up on something. Ain't no hotels, you nigga. Come you better come up on something. Spit something and come up. That's how we play. That's how I lived at that time. I think every nigga with some game had to live like that. Hey, because you could. Fuck it. We gonna eventually win. You could. You gonna find somewhere to sleep. You got 24 hours to figure out where you sleeping tonight tonight, Jack. Like Hey, I told TJ and his homie went somewhere with me one time, and they was like seniors in high school. I was like, you niggas can't sleep here. Yeah, this ain't that. Y'all bro. better figure some shit out. This ain't that, bro. This ain't that, bro. <laughs> this ain't that. That was the rules. That, you better come up or you gonna be homeless tonight. My dude. my brother Corey, my he tell he tell a story about Ron. <laughs> the same night. <laughs> The same night I told you about the story when they won state championship down in Peoria and I was seeing all the wild shit. Corey was down there too. So Corey, <laughs> Corey's been in this whole night now. He don't go to Whitney Young. He don't know these people. I don't go to Whitney Young at the time, but I at least know all these people. Mm-hmm. So Corey really down there just kind of like lost in the wind and shit. He said he finally found Ron Rule. He knocked on the door. He said, Ron come to the door. He said, I can see the girls and shit there. Ron like, man, bro. It's tight, Joe. <laughs> Close the door. Of course, I slept outside. Nigga made shit. Of course, I slept outside of our room <laughs> on the floor in the hallway. He like couldn't find you. Where you sleep at? I said, nigga, I don't know why I slept at, but I was okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Niggas is wild, but that's the that's the expectation when it's a bunch of guys like, hey man, make it happen, make something shake, Joe. Hey, all these women out here. Everybody nailed first time we went to free night. I think everybody nailed. As you should. Yeah. At Freak Nick, I would imagine so. Don't think everybody nailed all the time, though. Everybody ain't nailed a Kev Bonner. Nah, it ain't. But that ain't Freak Nick. It's classy Freak Nick. <laughs> it really is classy Freak Nick. It's that shit. It's just classier. I blame the South for the whole culture of America today. especially black culture. <laughs> and I despise it. I do. Because it just makes everything just nasty. <laughs> right? You're going to be the same motherfucker, but... Put some color in your outfit. I mean, you know what I mean? You didn't got to wear the motherfucking stripper outfit. Put a, put a, <laughs> it's just different. I don't know, man. Present this package differently. You're going to be the same person, but present the package differently. Listen, I'm all for um, expediting the process. Not the freak shit, E. For expediting the process. Who is who? Put on your uniform. What are you here for? Don't have me talking to you all fucking night and you here to study the cosmos. No, that ain't, that ain't, no, Joe. See, that's how I feed my ego, though. I do want to feel accomplished. Right, Herb just wanted right out on a platter. That's no fun. 
Herb does not want that. Herb is beyond that point in his life. But if that's what the event calls for, put on your uniform. You can have your uniform on. I'm not playing in that game. I'm going to the owner's box. Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like it to be the, the, the lines be clear of who's on this team? Who on that team? Who deserves a conversation? I don't really care. I'm on true vacation. Lie to me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what happens. You know what I mean? That's what I was about to say. That's what I was feel accomplished. <laughs> Lie to me. Lie to me. I, I'm not going to see you after this. I don't do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for me. Just for me. Didn't, didn't I just tell you that that's how everybody feel? you like, nah, nigga, that ain't right. Now he wants it just for me feeling. <laughs> just for me. But I know I'm lying to myself. <laughs> I'm comfortable with my lie. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to lie. It is what it is. Let me ask y'all this, man. While it's cold, then we can get the fuck up out of here. Um, is, is cuffing season, is that a real thing? E, let me start with you because I feel like women made this up. <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> is is cuffing real? season a real thing? I mean, at this point, they've come up with a calendar. It's like... <laughs> After Halloween or some shit, it starts. And then, like, after Halloween, when everybody been out, you know, in their best luck costumes all night, then tomorrow, cuffing season starts. And you got the the scouting season, and then you figure it out. And then by Thanksgiving, you should be then kind of figure out who it is so you can invite the motherfuckers over, or you can go over to where they family at. So now you got your person, then you got cuffing season through the winter months, right? You can let them be warm. And then I think they say the finals or the championships is is Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. And depending on how Valentine's Day, then maybe we can go into the spring or we cut it off. Right. Is, is, that, is this a real fucking Man, thing? I think it is. I believe that it is a real thing because people do be going hard, like trying to date, trying to like be outside right now uh-huh. to try to find the niggas. And is it is it climate controlled? I think so. Like I think it's a real dudes. thing. Right, right. Is it climbing and dudes? climbing and dudes because, the, the, <laughs> listen, because the warm season days, take place in Houston. The warm days, ain't nobody think about that shit, really. All right. You just out having fun. The fishes in the sea. Yeah, you you <laughs> taking advantage of the good weather. That's crack it. Crack it. <laughs> Even them last few days. Ain't no fish. Them days when it was like warm outside and yeah. what was that? Last yeah. night or Boston. whatever. Them little 75 degrees. That. Yeah, wasn't nobody thinking about that. You out just frolicking yeah. or whatever like that. Motherfuckers that prematurely the, started cover season and then kicked that they, nigga to the curb. Yep, Hold exactly. A couple they, weeks. Can't get that nigga on the line all day that right, day. That, that was preseason. That was preseason. <laughs> <laughs> they cut his whole phone off that day. Yeah, so it's. I think it's real. And, yeah, I'm failing at it, by the I way. Think, I think Chicago's interesting in that sense. And it's, I think it's weather-induced, too, but I also think it's cultural. Like, when I travel and shit, I recognize, like, in a lot of ways, Chicago is a very relationship-based city. Very much hmm. so, in comparison, right? And I think it's something to do with the weather. I also think it's something to do with the level of access to capital, and I mean it in this sense, specifically for black people, mm-hmm. right? Like, one, it, black people ain't in nowhere but the major cities in, 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 in mass, right? Right, mm-hmm. And it's much harder to live in a New York. It's much harder to live in a L.A. So the pressures is on much more. Right. So we got some level of our whole shit ain't based in survival. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. the other places where they whole shit is based in survival and LA is hot too, I'm never cuffing nothing. I'm going to use all y'all. Can't afford I can't relationship. afford to cuff y'all. You saw that chart that came out about uh, average dating price? Did you put that in the group chat? It was like an average average dating, average cost of a date uh, based across the, across the cities. They had the United States map up and it was color coded based off the average price of a date. 
and New York had the highest, and the average price of a date in New York was like two something. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I found it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't take you on a date. Yeah, how are we going to do that, sweetheart? Two something? Bitch, I live in a closet. This cost me $1,400. This is the average date. This my ain't. whole my whole apartment is eight feet yeah. long. It's a prison cell. This cost me five thousand dollars a month. I'm not taking you for no pizza. Yeah, this the average day. This ain't. We want somewhere decent. Yeah, this we got pizza at the corner. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred. It was like two something. It was something. Like, I I pull up the exact chart, but yeah, it was like that. It was crazy. Yeah. So when you think about that, right, it don't leave room for that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Chicago, somebody said in the comments, they was like, yeah, you go anywhere else in the in the country, and you ask them about Sweden's Day, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I hear that all the time. Right? So we even got holidays on the calendar in real life. Well, it ain't even real life. It's only in Chicago. Just romantic life. holidays. Yeah, but it, that shit is abnormal, man. So I think that's where the coven season is. I think coven season is real in the sense that, one, when the weather does change, so does the desires. Mm. You know what I mean? And when it get hot outside, motherfuckers mm. get nervous. But I think it's mainly the men who mainly get nervous. The, the women, I think for the most part, women, we will keep it going through, you know, past cuffing season. So we'll have a summer romance. We'll keep it going through the summer and let it turn into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Men, you know, not so much, I don't think. Yeah, we got to stay interested. Yeah, y'all like, eh, I got to go outside. <laughs> Let's go outside. We got to keep y'all on your toes. But I, I, I think everybody likes variety. I don't think it's just men. I think, I think everybody just likes variety. And you know, for the most part, people seek it out. Um, that's too they much. might like variety, variety but I don't know much. if they like the chase. Mm, that's a good point, right? And I mean it in this sense, right? That's again back to the female ego too, and that competition conversation, right? That female you ego is fragile. It is very fragile. It's oh. more fragile than the male ego. Agree, I agree with that. Right. So in 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 that the sea is open, right? I might find some disappointment here. So while I'm stable, I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, man was like, "Oh, you said no. I right, well, what you on? What you on, Shorty? You know what I mean? It's just keep moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the Run risk like buses. It, yeah, it's like all right, whatever. The, the, it's one next fifteen, one coming. That big. That's it's too cool. much though. Who want to keep on dealing with all those different personalities, all that winners to know you, all that. Yeah, finding out your bullshit, dealing with your crazy side. Like, who want to deal with that? Cuffing season is some weird shit. Um, to me, I think I do think it's real. I just I think it's weird though. It's like you got this four five month period where everybody feel like we supposed to be in a relationship, and then but somehow we spend the other seven eight months busting down. <laughs> I'm talking men and women. We spend seven eight months busting down, and we supposed to, we supposed to spend four five months. Getting serious with somebody? How? How is that a thing? Man, we just fucked up, man. This shit is fucked up. It's like just letting in stray cats. You know what I'm saying? Because they at your door because it's cold outside, man. Hell no. Miss me with the cover season calendar. Straight on that. (laughs) I do think it's real, though. I think it's real. definitely a real thing. I do think it's real. I just think it's weird, G. I think the social norms informs all our relationship values, period. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, and it's generational, too. Right? Whatever the social norms are for that generation is going to form your relationship values. Because you ain't creating them yourself. The social norms are. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You see how much... <laughs> you know what? Having these conversations with y'all is just depressing. Right? <laughs> because... <laughs> We're here to deliver truth. Right. 
because it's like think about what you just said and how hard it is to find somebody that's like-minded you mm. know what i mean Stuff. that you saying because you're not creating your own norms so if you are creating your own norms then are you, you gotta find somebody that fucking but I think is on that's the same page and in agreement you know what i mean that's but crazy. I, I think that's always been rare I, I i remember a long time ago we had this show and I, I can't remember, but there's a diagram of like values of love. Yeah. Right? And they say that the average human being is a pyramid, right? And in the pyramid it might be like twelve stages or maybe even more than that, to be honest with you. And at the top of those twelve stages, love ain't even at the top. Love is like third from the top. And I can't even remember what the final top was. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even remember what word it was. Mm -hmm. But they said the average human being operates at a base level of here and it was mm -hmm. ego and fear, mm -hmm. ego and fear, ego and fear, ego and fear. <laughs> so in that ego and fear, you don't step outside of the cultural norms. You just don't you just, because right. now you look different and right. your ego want a lot for that. Right. You know what I mean? So that's real. Finding the motherfucker that has his own individual interests or her own individual interests. That's not that a real shit, thing. That's almost impossible. See, for, them, for them to even know, let alone live in it, honestly and 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 and, and truthfully. Uh, E. Brian Todd said, call him, he'll take care of you. I see did. Why would I make that up on that man? He said it Hey, E. Get the strap! Get the strap! <laughs> Kevin, what you get yourself into, Brian? Hey, me and Brian got drunk at the bar a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we did. They trying to get you pegged, Brian. <laughs> you try to get him pegged. He try to get himself pegged. Holding that Peggy Bundy. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Hey, man, we got to go, he man. Said, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I'm no longer pegging, guys. Don't worry. <sighs> hey, that's funny. Um, we got to go, man. Um, for those of you all on Patreon, I hope y'all enjoyed the live broadcast of this show. Uh, remember, what happens on Patreon? Stays and I'm out. <laughs> stays on Patreon. Okay. Uh, do not go telling all of um, E and Tool's wild ass stories in public. I'll tell my own stories in public, so I don't really give a shit. But um, appreciate y'all for tuning in. As always, y'all's input was valued. It was certainly appreciated. If you're catching it on Friday or Saturday or whenever it best fits your schedule, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate y'all. Looking forward to reading y'all stories too, so make sure y'all leave them in the comments. How do y'all feel about work workplace relationships? What's up with these work wives, work husbands? Is that cool? Is it cool for your spouse to go on a co-ed vacation? Are y'all with that or not? That's what we got into today, man. I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoyed it as well. We will be back here next week on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Unless you're on Patreon. And we're back here on Tuesday night. We're back here on Tuesday night. Um, but either way, man, thank y'all so very, very much for tuning in. Huge shout out to the best producer in the podcast game. We like to call her E4O. She prefers to be called Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. <laughs> Shout out to Jake for doing all of the hard work behind the camera. Jake been under the weather, man. He's thugging it out today. We appreciate you for coming through, Jake. Holding it down as always. Jake killed it, man. Had finals today. Came and did the show and everything. Look at Jake. Super excited oh, yeah, to see P.I. put his hands on these on these videos, man. Uh, as we continue to, 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 to expand and add to the team and try to make this thing as dope as possible for y'all. 
we gotta slide. Thank y'all so much for tuning in for two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>